I was one of those people who took a lot of SAT classes. Um, I actually prepared for uh, about a year um, because I had I had somehow completely lost like the the memo that you were supposed to take the PSAT or that you were supposed to take the ACTs. And I know that a lot of people took those things and prepared for those things in order to take them. Um, all I had in my head was, you know, take the SATs. Like, if you could just take the SATs, like, you'll be fine. Like, don't worry about all these other tests. Like, just worry about one, focus on one, do well on one, and you'll be fine. So I remember uh, having this really awesome uh, teacher, this tutor, who was also uh, a Korean-American. He was full Korean, and he had come to America at some point in his life to teach, and he, then he found this niche uh, avenue where he could teach uh, high school students, um, and he could teach them all the words, all the SAT words, and he was also really great at math. He was also really funny. Uh, he was, you know, from the from the look of him, he might have seemed like an ordinary person, but uh, the more I went to classes and uh, developed a rapport with him, the more I realized he was one of those truly extraordinary people that were that was touching a lot of people's lives by the work that he did and the meaning that he brought to these kids. So the day of SATs, I was so nervous and um, it sort of all came down to this, right? So I knew that I just wanted to take the test once. I didn't want to keep retaking the test. This was on the test that was still uh, 1600, right? So like the bar was like, you know, knowing that 1600 was probably way out of my realm, but, uh, figuring maybe, maybe I'll reach like, you know, an 1100 or a 1200 or something. I, I didn't really know what the barometer for like amazing was. I didn't feel like uh, an amazing student or anything. So I wasn't sure. I had taken like some AP classes, but uh, I had a lot of friends who took lots of AP classes and they always talked about going to an amazing school. And um, the way that I grew up, I didn't really have a lot of belief in my abilities or my aptitude for for classes uh, so you know when I when I did well in classes I was always like a little surprised you know uh, I don't know why it was that way but it was so I knew that in a sense this was one way to really stick out by having an amazing SAT score so you know you get the number two pencils and you have the erasers and you have all your nerves and your bundle and it's just it's just a lot and I am an I am an ultra sensitive person you know and an empath and I didn't know it at that time and I couldn't codify it at that moment but I knew that it was very overwhelming to feel you know at, at 16 17 feeling like this is it like if I don't perform well on this one test you know, will I be able to make it in life generally? Uh, and being an Asian American, uh, I knew that 
you know, if I had more of a white dad presence in my life, then maybe I would have a more uh, relaxed sort of mentality at home. Just some voice to say, uh, you know, you can make it in America. You don't have to have a stellar SAT score. You just have to do well. You'll be okay. Um, but also knowing that I have uh, a Korean mom who is saying, like, you got to do amazing. Like, this is, this is it. This is a really big deal. Um, so having that challenge of not having that balance at home, feeling like a part of me had this re really weird, calm sense of security, and the other half having um, that anxiety, that massive, massive Asian anxiety um, that a lot of people don't really understand unless you are... Uh, some sort of Asian where your parents just put an incredible amount of pressure on academic success. And I know that that um, speaks to a lot of different um, races. It doesn't have to just be the one. It doesn't have to be Asian. But certainly, if you are Asian, you would you would understand the level of, uh, of pressure. Uh, you know, these moments in academic history can be on someone. So... I go in and it's in our school gymnasium. They have the whole gym just set up with lots, rows and rows and rows of just these gray, boring tables, uh, nothing interesting to look at. And I sit and the test comes to me um, and we're about to begin and I'm just getting really, you know, hot, nervous. And, um, the moderator says this to begin, and we're starting, and all the pages are ripping, and people are flipping them and filling it out. And um, I think I must have spent the most amount of time on that first page, which asks you to fill out your name and what race you are. And I think that. That question was probably the hardest in the whole SAT. Like, if I remember back at how much, like, I'm sure that there were some math problems that were difficult, and I'm sure that there were some, you know, uh, reading and writing comprehension uh, pieces that were difficult. But for whatever reason, I was, that first page made me even more nervous than just taking the test because um, I had to identify myself. Um, and these options, there weren't a lot of options at that time. I mean, the more I see these fill-in, uh, how you identify yourself sort of questions, um, and they come up not often anymore, but certainly they came up a lot when you're taking a lot of tests in, in high school and then in college, and then when you're registering to vote, um, DMV, any sort of form, you have to identify yourself. And I kind of laugh because uh, I always see that if you are white or if you are Asian, there is always a space. There is always a box that you can quickly tick and move on. But as someone who is more than two races, now they have that option, but back then they didn't. They just said, uh, other, uh, please explain, in a line, and 
you're also told to only fill out one. You couldn't fill out multiple. Now that it's a more of a multiple check sort of uh, situation, but back then there wasn't. Uh, and so I was just sweating over just this one question, which was, you know, how do you identify yourself? Um, and I don't even remember how I answered. I might have answered white or I might have answered other. Uh, but really the point is like when you're, when you're told all your life that you are half of something and half of another thing, you never feel quite full and you never feel quite like you can just check one box. Um, and happy to say that nowadays there is that two races or more option, but even that is still a little frustrating because I can quickly tick that box, but that still doesn't identify me. It's still this sort of anonymous bubble that uh, encompasses everybody who is more than two things. Let me move on. But there are also white people who are more than two kinds of white that might just say white and then move on. Uh, it's just this really weird sort of scenario um, that is important to businesses. It's important to your your identity for voting. It's, it's important to the SAPs. It's important to a lot of things. Uh, but I feel like they still haven't, whoever is in charge of that checkbox hasn't quite figured out, or the committee of people who figure out that checkbox haven't quite figured out how to codify people that they can't identify as uh, something simple. So um, I just thought I'd share that one little story. Uh, I ended up getting a 1310 on the SATs, if anyone cares. <laughs>